And now, from the gleaming spires of Chicago, broadcasting across the multiverse, from the heights of Hlidskjalf to the depths of Niflheim, from the MCU to the DCU, from the slopes of Mount Olympus and beyond, you are tuned to the immortal sounds of Radio Free Asgard. Welcome to Radio Free Asgard. This is episode number 308. We're the only Thor podcast hosted by a true descendant of Odin and a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. Welcome to late winter, early spring. Yeah, we get, you know, temperatures in the 40s all week, but we've had snow flurries happening right now. It's just kind of this weird transition time between winter and spring, and, and Chicago is like that anyway, so we can kind of never know what kind of weather to expect, um, but it is uh, not nonetheless is it is happening um lots going on i mean i've been crazy busy and and just actually sitting down and recording a show is is relaxing at the moment uh, whereas not not usually uh is, is it relaxing but um yeah i mean i had a frenetic weekend and and most of that was spent buying furniture this is stuff that i should have done six months ago folks but uh you know we because we had to wait so long for the for the painters and all that yeah so uh finally getting this place in order the studio will start sounding a little bit less echoey in the upcoming weeks as we actually get some of the stuff set up in here which uh, i'm kind of hoping is going to happen pretty soon but yeah i've got some shelving on order i've got uh, a bet on order. Just, there's all kinds of stuff coming in that uh, is crazy. But anyway, um, like I said, it should have happened six months ago. Um, so anyway, we don't have a lot to talk about the show, obviously, because I'm babbling about this stuff. Um, what do you think about Ant-Man and the Wasp? I have not seen hype for this movie. I haven't seen trailers being plugged. I haven't seen anything. I mean, we saw the trailer when we went to go see Black Panther. I guess it, it, it's interesting looking. It, it seems like they're trying to keep the same kind of um, vibe to it that the first one had. And if they succeed in that, it'll be fun. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Am I really looking forward to it? Am I excited about it? Is that the question? You know, we should be. But is it kind of gotten to a point where we just have way too many movies coming out, way too many superhero movies coming out? Ah, who am I kidding? I'm going to go see them all anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> if they're good, they're good. If they're not good, then maybe they'll, they won't put out so many. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with um, as we go through this Marvel Phase 4, whatever they're, they're doing. And you know, some of the older... Uh, characters are, are retired or just kind of set aside for now, that kind of thing. And I guess we'll see what happens with Infinity War. And, and that's kind of what I'm thinking is going to be the swan song for a lot of these uh, Phase 1 characters. And then we're going to have to try to make things like Captain Marvel work, which I'm not enthusiastic about and I'm kind of skeptical about because it's a kind of a boring character and, you know, it hasn't sold well in the past so if they're going to do something good they better make it pretty damn good anyway uh let's uh move along uh, we have an issue of ragnarok to cover and we'll do that right after this cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming heavens roar you'll behold in breathless wonder the god of thunder mighty 
Podcasts. We are looking at Ragnarok, issue number 10. This was published by IDW July 2016 was the cover date. Don't know what the cover price is because it doesn't say in the scan that I'm reading from. Well, what did you think? Anyway, so um, cover art is by Wild Simonson, shows Thor and his uh, skull face, as you know. And it looks like he's being struck by some kind of a, I don't know, very small lightning bolt from the sky, which is making his head glow. And behind him, there is a woman, whether she's human or Asgardian or elf, I don't know. Uh, she is tied to a, um, like a, a stake, I guess you could say, sticking up out of the ground. And we have Thor being attacked by Draugar. So the Draugars, you know, the sort of zombie creatures that uh, the King Angantyr animates and uses to try to take over the world or uh, to maintain his hold on the world, because I gather he's taken over already. And uh, yeah, so uh, Thor is glowing and he's got Mjolnir in his hand and he's striding forward purposefully. I have a feeling that these Draugar are about to be turned to dust. Anyway, uh, nice cover here from uh, Simonson. And we have our story so far. After receiving a wound from Tyrfing, the black elf assassin's cursed blade, Thor has restored Regan's daughter to life using the blessing of his hammer Mjolnir. Further, with the help of the two elvish steeds, Lady and Fury, Thor has been able to reconstitute his goats of legend. And on the backs of those magical creatures, Thor, Regan, and Drifa have taken to the air, traveling to confront Angantyr, the Lord of the Dead, in his own fortress. Meanwhile, far behind in Asgard, something surprising is happening at Ratatosk's barrow. From within, there is cursing. And we have the credits. Writer and artist is Walter Simonson. Laura Martin is the colorist. John Workman did the lettering. Scott Dunbeer is the editor. Chris Mowry did production. And the publisher is Ted Adams. This, of course, being published by IDW. Uh, we open up to, it's not really a splash page, as it were, but it's a um, uh, kind of a, a village, and it looks like the um, the village is kind of abandoned to the undead, and uh, we see uh, what appears to be a living person, and there's a house that, uh, as we approach it, you can see the house is kind of in ruins, but there are lots of these tiny little Thor's hammers uh, little replicas of Thor's hammer attached to it. So, so people are coming and they're they're tacking these replicas of Thor's hammer up on this house. So, is this a temple? I don't know. Maybe it's a temple. And uh, you see a bearded fellow looking not unlike Mister Simonson himself, placing a, a hammer on the um, on the house. And behind him is uh, a group of uh, of the Draugar. And they grab him from behind as he's hanging his hammer on the, on the house and they drag him down and it looks like uh, he's done for. Yeah, poor guy. Uh, but he has dropped his hammer on the ground, the one he was hanging up on the house. We then cut to him, a uh, full page here of this guy. <laughs> he looks enough like Walter to, to be Walt. So uh, I'm going to say it's Walt. Um, and he is being burned at the stake. So anyway, it looks like they're, they've made a bonfire out of these little hammers. Um, it's kind of what it looks like. But anyway, yeah, so this uh, guy's being uh, burned and there's all these Draugar surrounding him. And um, we have the title of the story, The Game of the Hammer. And the uh, caption says, The twilight comes alive with fire. 
The screaming dies the same way. The chanting lasts for hours. And we then shift scenes to where Thor and Regan and Drifa are riding these new lizard, horse, goat hybrid things through the air. And Thor is uh, leading, of course, on, on Lady. Regan is saying, how much farther, Thor? Angantyr's hold lies just beyond the mountains ahead. We'll rest and consider before we... Thor, below us, a single Jotun, says Drifa. You have sharp eyes, Drifa, says Thor. And they go swooping down, and we see the uh, the big giant uh, from behind. And they have a, uh, says there's a faint rumble of thunder. And we kind of see the, the reflections of these three uh, swooping down here. Uh, behind the giant and i don't know what the giant's doing but anyway it's there the uh, jotun is distracted momentarily by mjolnir as mjolnir comes swooping out of the sky and smashes the giant to bits with a creak and so he is dead and uh, the, the the two uh, the two goats land on the the uh, ground thor saying he seemed preoccupied so, says Regan, what was he doing here? Does it matter? Jotuns don't think much, and this is all that's left of the ruined Verger Gate. No dwarves remain. I can imagine why. Normally a Jotun wouldn't bother destroying something this insignificant, but Angantyr might not want a gate so close to his citadel. I wonder if he has forged alliances with the Jotuns. His ambitions have grown. And uh, we see Thor reaching into his pouch and getting a, a tiny piece of apple uh, to, uh, to nosh on because he appears to be weak or whatever. We see dropping it down his neck as he does. Are you all right, Thor? says Drifa. Slaying the Oten took more out of me than it should have, Drifa. My wound is bleeding again as well. I'll have to do something about that. Over here, three dwarves. I think this is what's left of the Oten's stomach. This one's still alive. So uh, these are the dwarfsicles from last issue, I'm willing to bet now. Uh, so we have these uh, dwarves, and um, uh, Thor is leaning over to, uh, to attend to the dwarf who's still alive, and he's uh, awake, apparently. And uh, Thor says, Lie back, child of Earth. You're badly hurt. My brothers, says the uh, dwarf. I am sorry. They have returned to the clay. As will I shortly. Death approaches... I see more clearly. You have taken your time returning, my lord. Dwarf. Attend my words, Odin son. I've little time. Beware the serpent. Your companion stinks of the worm. Doom haunts him. And you, little maid. A wise woman to be. Avala. And uh, we get this weird smile from, from Drifa um, about when, when he says that, which is kind of interesting. It's like this, <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. It's just a weird smile. And the dwarf pitches a, a gun at um, her feet. And uh, I'm not sure whose feet these are, but he, he takes his gun and he gives it to uh, one of the three. And it, it could be any of them, I guess. Take the weapon at your feet. It will aid you one day. And you, my lord, heal thyself. Only thus will you survive. But to see you now, it is good. I have lived long enough, says the dwarf. And the dwarf dies. So, yeah. Uh, and Thor says, he's gone. There isn't time to bury him or his fellows properly. And you see them laying there on the ground in the uh, little piles of ice that are melting here. 
So Thor raises his hammer, and we get a uh, creak as lightning is, strikes down and consumes basically uh, all of the, um, uh, the dwarves, I guess. But also, it cauterizes uh, Thor's wound. Uh, this is the wound, of course, that uh, Reagan gave him last issue. We see that Thor's arm is kind of smoking here from the lightning. And Reagan says, Thor, your arm. I've cauterized the wound. That should buy me some time. Now come closer, Reagan. The dwarf's words disturb me. Let me see your sword. Is that a challenge, says Reagan. Do not remove it completely from the scabbard. There is no need to fight. But fool that I am, I should have examined it sooner. And Reagan pulls the, the sword just a little ways out of the, um, the scabbard. And Thor sniffs the, the sword. So you see smelling what's on it. And he realizes that, uh, yeah, so the sword has some kind of ooze from Jormungand on it. So uh, Thor says, um, the dwarf spoke truly. It is Jormungand's scent. The blade has been dipped in the world serpent's poison. This is the source of my continued weakness. But even so, I must look at the blade more carefully with the Odin eye. And he uh, looks at it, and you see the uh, eye that he, he stuck in his head from Odin has got a glowing green, and he sees uh, runes on it, um, which he's, uh, I don't know if he's reading them, but he kind of sees them there. And he says, uh, ah, it is inspelled with the blackest of runes. Return your sword to its sheath, Regan. And Regan is like, Thor? You set out to kill me, Regan. Angantir supplied you with a weapon that could do so. And it will in time if I am not able to heal myself. I see that Angantir's hold is deeply surrounded by the deadly runes as well. And that the fortress sits on the edge of hell itself. And so we have this view of uh, what Thor is seeing through Odin's eye. And it actually shows like uh, these runic, they're like ribbons or ticker tapes or something. It's just runes uh, kind of surrounding the tower. So I guess it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting way of portraying like an enchantment or, or something. It's just sort of the, the runes protecting it. Thor says, were I whole, it would be difficult to penetrate. Now... Even Edun's apples and the restorative properties will not revive me sufficiently. But I am recovered enough to send something just beyond that next ridge. Come. And so they hop back onto their goat wear lizard horse things and go riding off. Reagan says, uh, what is it? I'm not sure. Something strange, says Thor. Is there no cure for the wound I gave you? I will grow weaker with time. The black runes are enhancing the serpent's poison. And preventing my healing, I will join my family in death. I have only one hope. Angantyr must die. With the necromancer's demise, the power of his curse will fade, and I will be restored. And if you can't break into his citadel, says Drifa, then my cure will be a moot point. Forgive me, my lord. My wife and I sought to protect our child in a dangerous world. We thought the Dusklands were without hope. I think now that we were wrong. But if you die, I will be responsible for killing what hope there is with my own hands. Forget it. I'm not dead yet, Regan. A deserted village. Something there is calling to me. And we see the, uh, the, the hunts, the lean-tos, whatever. And we see that they are covered with the little Thor's hammers. So this is where we uh, started out the issue. They're, uh, they're riding up to the, um, the buildings. And Regan says, uh, I smell Draugar. 
Be careful, Thor. And they're clip-clopping through. We get the clip-clop, clip-clop, clip-clop. Uh, sound effect. <laughs> and, um, uh, Thor gets off the uh, horse and he's uh, standing uh, in the middle of the town looking around basically at all the hammers that are hanging off these buildings and uh, Thor says amulets, thousands of them fashioned after Mjolnir Thor, says Drifa and uh, she has spotted something uh, over like over the ridge or whatever and we have a big group of the Draugar, and they seem to be surrounding a pyre, and they're getting ready to set somebody else on fire. And this is a red-haired woman who is just kind of standing there, you know, tied to the stake, as the, the guy before her was. And uh, we have a little bit of a caption here. The chanting begins quietly, almost imperceptibly. It swells until the ground trembles, Forsaking our cold beds from Niflhel we came. Arising from the mists we heed the call of doom. The gods are dead and so are we. Our master's voice directs our eyes. And blind though we may be, we feed Surt's flame with flesh for fuel. They have this, it actually is a, a huge pile of these hammers. Uh, like like it is what it looked like before, and that seems to be actually what it is. And the Draugar take a burning torch, and they light this whole big heap of stuff on fire. It says here, it's finally buried beneath the roar of a fire, and the woman is, um, you know, she's starting to catch fire, or, you know, closer, and she's screaming, eee! when all of a sudden there's a downburst of, of rain, and a uh, thick creak, thoom! And uh, yeah, so there's a big, huge uh, deluge which which puts out the fire, and the Draugar are confused by this, and uh, the uh, Draugar is like, "Oh, fire! Still alive? Here's that. He has a hammer, big hammer, a believer. Burn him too." And the um, the Draugar, one of the Draugar kind of strikes at Thor. Thor's just standing there, you know, just almost uh, not doing anything. And as he gets close enough, he's uh, smashed by Mjolnir. Kind of Mjolnir's whipping around and Thor's uh, throwing Mjolnir and, and it's, uh, yeah, just smashing these Draugars uh, to bits. And Thor is angry. He's like, you dare use my hammer's image to burn mortals. And he takes Mjolnir and he just he just smashes just a lot of them. Um, they're just uh, he's just pitching his hammer at whatever whoever's handy, and they're just dying. And we see the two elves; they're watching him do this. And Dreef is like, "Father, we'll just watch for a moment." Wretched, dead from hell, says Thor. Count yourselves lucky that I'm only killing you. There's a like army of, of Draugar behind, and he's turned away, so they're like, No, he's turned away! Attack! They start attacking, and then Reagan decides to uh, to join the fray, and, and he says, uh, Wait here, Drifa, we've watched enough. And he gets his sword out, and he's hacking the Draugar to bits, and really, like he was in, in the last issue, really just striking them and, and cutting them into tiny little bits so they don't come back. And uh, Thor is still uh, you know, making, making mincemeat out of these things with his hammer. And he says, Well struck, Regan. Our foes have surrendered the battlefield, or would have if any were left undead to do so. 
Now they are merely the dead, and if they know what's good for them, that's exactly how they'll stay. Let us attend this brave young mortal, says Thor, and he uh, goes up the the um, mountain of, of hammer replicas, and he uh, throps apart the ropes, so he just tears the ropes apart, and the woman is there. She's like, you, you killed them, sob. You killed them all, you and the black elf. But aren't you a Draugar too? Not exactly, says Thor. I am a wanderer. Call me Remir. Noise? What a strange name. My name is Charity. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't stop shaking. Here, eat this. It'll make you feel better. And he hands her uh, a tiny piece of the apple. He says, what is this place? You don't know. Everybody for leagues around knows about the Hammer's graveyard. Forgive our ignorance. We have traveled from afar. This village is unknown to us. You were right. I do feel better. The village is once filled with people, farmers who trusted in the gods and maintained their altars, even after the deaths of the sun and moon. But once the twilight descended and the gods were gone, evil came. A large company of armed Draugar, sent by the Lord of the Dead, stormed the village. So we have uh, what's you know basically the story of that going on. It's like something out of Minecraft, all the zombies attacking the village. Can you tell I've, I've had some bad experiences in Minecraft? Anyway, um, so they, uh, yeah, we see the, the Draugar coming to the village. The village looking not unlike it did earlier in the issue, except the buildings aren't ruined. And the Draugar come, and it looks like they basically kill everybody. And uh, she says, They slaughtered everyone. Men, women, children. Destroyed the altars. But the village's devotion to the gods is remembered, even in the dusk. Lord Angantyr stationed a company of Draugar here permanently to kill any who dared to enter the village. Since that time, pilgrims have come in secret to the village by hidden paths to leave behind tokens of their faith, the thunder god who once cared for mortals. Those who were caught were burned alive. I was taken a few hours ago. And yet you were still alive when we arrived? Some Draugar have not entirely given up the ways of living men with a woman. They are ruthless. So that's very much implying that she was raped by zombies. So that is, yeah... That is just disturbing. She's uh, telling the story. We see what's going on, the Draugar, and they're protecting the village and people leaving hammers, and we see you know, them being burned at the stake, just like she is describing. She says, uh, They're ruthless, but they can't kill us dead enough to stop us all. So you come and leave your gifts, says Thor, even though the gods are gone? What other hope do we have? Charity, the day may come when you can visit the village openly. That day is not today. Spread the word to everyone. Do not return to the Hammer's graveyard until the world has changed again. But... Promise? Oh, all right. Good. Even a god can take inspiration from your courage. You must depart. You must leave, too, before the Draugar come back. Farewell. And the elves and Thor go riding off on their weird were-horse-lizard-goat things leaving Charity all alone in the village. And uh, she picks up the hammer that had fallen on the ground. This is the one, of course, that was dropped by uh, the, the Walt Simonson guy from earlier in the issue. 
And she picks up the hammer and clutches it in her hand. He has returned out of the hammer's graveyard to quench the Draugr's fire. He has returned, and now he rides towards the border of hell. I do not know where you've been or why, like your father, you wander in disguise, but I will keep your secret hidden in my heart. I will spread the word to await the world's change and pray. Please, my lord, deliver us. And we see that she's actually, uh, yeah, kneeling on the ground and praying. And uh, yeah, and the, the caption says, like the chanting of the Draugar before, the sound of gentle crying begins almost imperceptibly. And it is to be continued. And that is the story from Ragnarok issue number 10. Now, just as we did in the last uh, two issues, we have the Walt Simonson Art Gallery, and we have uh, four pages uh, that are uh, yeah, compared to their finished versions. And yeah, and basically Simonson just has a little bit of commentary here. Uh, we have page one, which is the one where uh, we have the, the Simonson guy uh, trying to, to hang up the hammer, but he gets caught. Um, and then we have the finished version of it. Again, I think the finished versions look way, way better on these than, than the pencils do. I think part of that is just because of the way that uh, you know, Simonson is inking himself. He, he doesn't need to finish the pencils as much, if you know what I'm saying. Um, so anyway, uh, we get uh, then um, page nine. This is the, the, the page where the... Uh, the Odin's eye that, that Thor is using is showing the runes that are surrounding the tower. Uh, like I said, it's a, it's a really interesting way of, of showing that a, uh, you know enchantment is in place. And we have the, the finished page, of course, uh, showing uh, you know, Jormungand and, and all that. It's, uh, yeah, very good. Um, and then we have the clip-clop, clip-clop, clip-clop page where the, <laughs> they actually ride into the village uh, for the first time and they see all the uh, the, the, the Mjolnir things um, uh, hanging around. Again, uh, it looks better finished than it does in, in pencils. So, yeah, I, I don't know if I like the this feature as far as it goes because it doesn't really... The, the changes that are made are minor, you know, so I don't know really why they did... Anyway, so that is it uh, for Ragnarok number 10. And, of course, I'll be telling you what I think of this issue right after this message from one of our friends. So which is the hottest Marvel character? Iron Man. Ant-Man. I can't decide between Professor X and Magneto, so both. Loki. Is Wolverine Marvel? What about uh, White Tiger? What about uh, White Tiger? Uh, <laughs> Doc Samson. Who's uh, Star Fox. That's a video game. <laughs> The girls go on a journey to determine every Marvel character's hotness in Ohatmu or Not, the official handbook of the Marvel Universe podcast you didn't know you wanted. Available on iTunes and at fireandwaterpodcast.com. And we're back. And of course, we had a bit of really, really uh, decompressed storytelling here in this issue from Walt Simonson. Once again, lots of, of full pages with not a lot of dialogue. Beautifully drawn. I mean, there's no question. I mean, Simonson is the master of what he does. I, it's not just me, I don't think. I think that the issues are getting sketchier as we go. Um, it's not necessarily a problem, but I, I think that, that Simonson has a pretty good grasp on 
where to make things sketchy and where to make things not sketchy. But it does tend to uh, to happen that the characters in the background are very, very simply rendered. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Um, as always, Simonson has just this masterful uh, layout. Uh, every page is beautifully composed. Uh, you know, there are only so many ways for me to say, yeah, this is really, really great art. Um, and I think the story is pretty well told, too. I think that we have, have kind of set a theme now in this part of the story of things coming back. There's a regeneration going on. There are some things happening that, uh, you know, give hope to, to us that, that maybe all is not lost. And, yeah, so, so I think that, the, you know, story-wise, we've got the same thing going on. I don't know if uh, Walt had intended for this character to be himself, but I, the, the um, I don't know, the resemblance is uncanny, so maybe he maybe he did maybe subconsciously I don't know that's a, that's kind of a question that somebody would actually have to ask Simonson himself, uh, and I'm a little bit too shy to to do so, <laughs> even though he's he's answered my questions before, so I, I could probably message him on Facebook. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, beautiful issue, uh, beautifully colored, beautifully lettered. I know I complained about the color palette a little early on, but but here we have the uh, the colors starting to come back. We've got a little bit more of a, a varied uh, color palette going on. The any of the panels with the fire uh, are really really good. I mean the, the the fire really stands out from from the grays and the and the browns and all of this the, the surrounding as as it would in real life. The uh, you know, it, it is definitely a um, a strong contrast to the bright blues uh, of the uh, of the dark elves, uh, who they seem to be getting lighter and lighter as we go. But that's okay. I mean, you know, some some of that works and some of it doesn't. But uh, anyway, so yeah, lots of cool stuff going on. Like I said, really well written, really well drawn. So that's about all I can say. Enjoying Ragnarok, and we have two more issues left in this volume, uh, and so that'll be what we do over the next couple of weeks. All right, so with that, it's time to wrap up the show for this week. Once again, folks, thanks very much for listening. If you want to email us, you can do so. The email address is radiofreeasgard at gmail.com. You can also find us over on the Facebook. Just look for Radio Free Asgard there, and you will find us. With that, I am back through the Stargate, back over the Rainbow Bridge, back to Midgard, and we'll see you next time here on Radio Free Asgard. Radio Free Asgard is copyright Tom Harris USA Productions, which is totally responsible for its content. The characters, stories, and situations presented on this program are copyright their respective copyright holders and are presented for entertainment, review, and educational purposes only. No ownership is implied. We make no money from this podcast, and the contents are believed to be covered under fair use. If you like what you've heard on today's program, we'd appreciate it if you leave us an iTunes review, send us an email with your feedback, tell your friends, if you have any, or annoy your coworkers with our incoherent ramblings and silly voices. Thanks once again for listening to Radio Free Asgard.